This podcast was brought to you in association with Bloomsbury India. Welcome to yet another episode of the Kitabi Karwan podcast. We have with us today Supriya Paul, the co-founder of Josh Talks and the editor of All You Need Is Josh, a collection of short stories, tales and real life stories of people who have inspired everyone else in the world to take up paths which they would never have dared to. Stories of real life courage, inspiration and everything else that could drive the human spirit without giving anything else away let's jump right to it uh hi supriya welcome to the kitabi karwan podcast Absolutely. and uh, like it's such a pleasure to have you like such a pleasure to have such a inspirational person someone who's actually beyond inspirational someone who's inspired hundreds and thousands of people across the country and probably the globe to have uh, on this podcast uh so supriya my first question to you is very simple and it's it's kind of a traditional question we ask on the kitabi karwan podcast uh given that you are an internet personality as well and people know a lot about you tell us something about you that we won't find from the blog of your book or by just you know searching you looking you up on the internet something that's i don't know might give people yeah so yeah i think like one of the things so firstly thank you for having me here and i think one of the things that people don't about me is that i'm i'm a super big nerd um and i have been a nerd my entire life um and uh, you know josh kind of happened by chance and it was a very unconventional career for me to choose uh, but i am the the geekiest person that you can ever know um and the second thing would obviously be that uh, i've been fond of reading and writing my entire life so my one of my goals when i was in class Six was actually to be the chief editor of a magazine, um, and that's really when I started writing. Um, and it's it's you know great to see that now I've kind of like completed the circle and was part <laughs> of our first book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna take you up on that geeky nerd challenge because I'm a nerd myself. Mm-hmm. So like probably you can do awesome. a nerd off challenge. But this is great to know. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 it's great to know that you like to read and you like to uh, write as well because, uh, like you know, unlike all other episodes that we've generally had. you're one of our first editors on podcast and that's just a general different prospect altogether so and and that's actually leads me to a very interesting area that i wanted to talk to you about right because a lot of the content that goes out through josh or the stories that you narrate are either through video or uh, through you know your app or through your different platforms like instagram social media that you're far far better reach in terms of what you want to achieve right so what yeah. gave you the idea for this book right like, Like you know, edit and put them into stories. I mean, you can you clearly can put out a lot more stories and cover them in a far more holistic manner online. Why this? What what drove you towards this offline mode? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, from a personal point of view, I have been someone who loves physical books. Um, and just the value of having something on on my shelf or having something that um I can gift to someone in person means a lot to yeah. me. So even in yeah. terms of you know people who join us at the organization, it's always like there is a concept of gifting a book whenever there yeah. is some kind of a challenge. Yeah. Um, and that's just because of. you know personally how fond i am of the physical version and although right. now there is audible and then you know i also do use the kindle so but uh, there's just something about having a physical presence that can't be taken away and when we thought of you know like what is it that we can leave our viewers with and what is it what is like an embodiment of josh that they can take home um and that's really where the idea of the book came across uh, right. that how can we capture these stories in a different form and then it's always there on your bedside it's something that you can look at at any time of the day or night and just something you can right. turn to for quick inspiration without having to go and log in onto our youtube yeah. 
Yeah. Like yeah. I I I completely get it. That's why I fist pumped. Like because I'm a huge like physical book nerd myself. Like the only time I carry read use my Kindle is when I'm traveling because I can't like carry yeah. four or five books. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. So uh, although I've grown like really fond of audio books, but uh, like physical books for the win. And and I completely get it. Like that that's such a beautiful gesture that you carry out at your organization, and that's I think a lot of people and organizations who are listening can take away from this. that i think gifting books is and i personally my belief is that a book is a far more permanent medium than anything else that you would have seen i mean today we reading books that were written back in 1600 1700 it's lasted 300 Absolutely. years as as amazing as the internet is i mean it's enabling us to do this it's it's you you never know what what kind of permanence the internet might hold but books to carry forward your that permanent so So Sophia, uh, while like I mean, I would now like to focus on the process of this editing. How did you go about, you know, selecting the stories that have to go into it? Because uh, I mean, I loved the book. I mean, I went through it, and I was mm-hmm. uh, like, some of the stories were just like they actually shook me, shook me to in a very nice way. Like, you know that oh, okay, great that people can move past certain things and you know move into certain directions. but and there and the bit that i liked the most was the fact that not all of them are your famous personalities not people you would have directly heard of right i mean everyone knows about yeah. them or heard them and then it's very easy to just like cut paste and put their stories out there but these stories are genuine genuine stories people who i people wouldn't have generally heard of so like what was the story selection process like like i mean how did you go about choosing these 30 35 or people stories that you wanted to go over? yeah so interesting enough you know um, when we started out um, we used to do these physical events and okay. uh, when you're curating content for a physical event you have to look at it in terms of a day right like we used to do a conference from 10 am to 6 pm yeah. and the most the difficult part about that event or conference was deciding who's going to speak first and who's going to go in second who's going to be before break who's going to be after break Um, right. And we used to pick out themes so that the person, like a viewer or somebody who's attending the event, never gets lost. If you've just had lunch and you've come back into the hall, there'll be a speaker who's going to blow your mind away with his or her story. Um, and I've kind of used that similar uh, process of structuring a physical event into this book, uh, where we try to ensure that you know across uh, the three divisions of the book, there are stories that like grip you throughout. um and stories that leave you with say a conversation starter before you move into a, a the second part of the book uh but in terms of how we actually shortlisted speakers um one was that tv you know where they're there in eight different languages so we try to ensure that there are speakers who got covered on our regional languages as well um and the transcript is of course um in english and english um so that was the first thing the second was that we try to pick out dif- uh, people from various different career streams so whether it's entrepreneurship or somebody who's gone through you know um who's a victim of sexual abuse and now is using that um experience to uh, you know talk or propagate about self love like someone like natasha noel or you know whether it's a girl who's had a very difficult childhood being uh, the gender that she is or if it's somebody who's just a complete uh, innovator so the idea was that if we actually cover uh, di- the diversity of what we stand for is josh in the form of one book uh, but our idea here is also that this isn't the first and only version like this is right. just the start and we want to um, you know continue to take out uh, different editions of the same uh, featuring right. our speakers along the way right right 
yeah and that's quite quite an interesting thing to be taking forward i mean it's always nice to be reading about people who can inspire you in across different formats right uh but so something that i particularly felt while reading the book because there were as i mentioned in complete opposite of what i spoke earlier about there were a couple of people who i have at least heard of or somehow have interacted yeah. with right and so something that i particularly felt was uh how did you decide to condense their stories right because obviously these are people who lived like complete full lives and have had a mm. varied set of experiences and obviously they when they're writing it themselves like narrating it themselves they are they'll put a lot more thought and a lot more detail into what the kind of speak a process they're uh speaking about but as an editor how do you decide on you know particularly with like people who've had such topsy turvy lives and you know such eventful lives which event to probably mm. like i know edit out of the right of that they submitted to you or you know which one is something that you can do away with because uh i think across the book or maybe uh, every person gets like four or five pages maybe six to an extent yeah. like that's that's the rough average yeah. that i've picked up on and although like these were complete stories i sometimes felt that you know maybe there could have been a bit more or there definitely at least for a few people i knew that they have some more context to their stories right so i mean how did you go about doing that yeah so i think um, you know what we've tried to do is that even if you look at a talk right that's there on the platform um, we only have between 12 and 20 minutes to actually showcase right. the story of a person and anybody who's you know lived 30 35 years like condensing that into 20 minutes is is a super tedious task um uh, but it's done in a way where you know the highlights or the one message that the speaker wants to give across is carried through um and right. similarly even in the book the idea was that the essence of the talk or the one message that they wanted to leave the viewer with and now the reader with is carried through and only uh, the aspects of their life that kind of pertain or reinforce that message are there in the book as well um so you know whether it's someone like say ankur variku right uh, he's he's yeah. had so many different roles he was um a, somebody who was planning on studying astrophysics to you know yeah. becoming the ceo of group on to start his own venture to now becoming a full time content creator like we can write an entire book on his journey uh, but right. the idea of his story or the essence of the story in this book is only set on that one single line that he says in his talk uh, which is about failure um and you right. know never letting failure kind of bog you down and that's right. how uh, you know the edit has also happened where i've tried to take out parts that kind of carry through the message that the speaker actually wanted to give in their talk and doesn't dilute that uh by adding too many more details uh about other things as well but right. that being said even in even in my case i think the restriction was also from the publishers and uh but our goal uh is to you know like i mean eventually actually like each speaker can carry a book um right. on their own from the kind right. of uh, exactly. you exactly. know like experience they've had and um even if it's like you know just to give you an example of like amruta suresh who's a, a transgender who's also featured now she has a journey before josh then she has a journey after josh after giving a talk so she was going through a lot of hardship before she came on our platform she wasn't getting the kind of job that she wanted to um, you know obviously uh, discrimination was there and prevalent and when her talk went viral now she's literally like uh, you know a public person there is a, a movie coming out going to be based on her life and there's right. just so much that's happened after that actually that entire piece can be a journey in its own self in the form right. of a book 
but yeah so there's just too much to condense what i've tried to do is really stick to what the speaker wanted to say and what they wanted to leave the viewer and reader with um, right. and let that be the hero in each story right and and it's it's quite i mean i, I find it like as you mentioned the circle of life that you wanted to be a chief editor of a magazine and you ended up editing yeah. this book i mean it, it's it's kind of really cool how that happened but uh, supriya so at uh, so this often happens right uh, what i personally have seen that a lot of people they excel at one particular form of narration but they don't really uh, they aren't particularly good at the other one right so someone might be a great writer but not a great speaker or vice versa so at any one of them would you did you like end up ghost writing some of these stories like based on i mean obviously like taking transcripts and then converting them into or uh, narrated experiences or were these just like purely written by people themselves and then i just simply edited by you yeah so so most of the stories that are featured are then maybe two or three which are you know different uh, from the talk so these are essentially like the transcripts of the talk plus we've tried to kind of keep them up to date uh with what's happened right. with the speaker like some speakers have moved um you know in in different roles or organizations etc and the idea has just been to keep it to date uh but um it's more like i would say that 75% of it is actually the speaker and their narration and it's just a third point of view um on it and um i mean to your earlier question and referring right like i don't think i could ever be a good writer uh but i love uh collecting different people's stories and i think like you know so imagine right like i told you my dream was to become a chief editor at one point of time it was never to be an author um and the chief editor part was really there because like i worked i was the chief editor of a school magazine as well and i loved i loved reading through what other people brought to the table and just being able to push that out and present that in the best manner and even in josh it's essentially the speakers in their stories and their narration it's just told in a different form on our format uh right. but we are not changing the speaker's story we are not uh, you know writing their journey for them it's literally them saying it in the purest form um and that's kind of like the depiction of the book as well right right no and and it's very interesting i mean I, i would like to know a bit more about this like why do you think you won't make a good author is there i know is there a bad experience associated with you don't have to talk about <laughs> no. it just no i don't know actually i mean i may be able to do it but i think my interest is lies much more in uh, you know telling everyone else's story in its truest form without kind of like altering it changing it trying to put a biased right. view um, right. so that's i think one of the reasons where i feel that i would make for someone who's good at compilation good at editing and presentation as opposed to someone who has to write someone else's story or journey from scratch no. uh, but yeah and and it completely reflects in your work i mean josh literally boils down to what you just spoke about like compiling stories of people who you think are interesting and just putting them out there in the right format but yeah like so let me just take a step back from the editing process and like focus on you as like as a reader right so uh, you mentioned you love to read do you how much of your energies that have come from you know you as a reader right over the years that you would have read different books influenced your editing style or the way you were writing like just to give it a bit more context um right uh, i think readers often have this chip on their shoulder or about you know having read better books or you know there are certain that you always kind of tend to value certain authors over the other which is again a classist bias in itself mm-hmm. but was that subconsciously ever something that played on your head that you know um 
maybe I should try and you know be more verbose with this, or maybe make the language a little bit more literary, or should I rather just go the other way around and be more massy? I know were these kind yeah. of things that you picked up as a reader and tried to put them into your editing skills. Yeah, so I think you know um, the one thing that that sort of remained with me um, throughout was the fact that who's eventually going to read this book. um and uh, i guess for us it's the same person or a similar person who's watching a talk as well um who's interested in stories like this who would be you know in the age group of say 16 17 going up to maybe 28 okay. um and a lot of people uh, who even write it to us are people who are you know um, from smaller towns and cities in india who speak maybe super simple english um and and that's what i've kind of tried to carry through that this isn't something that's extremely verbose there are no words that you may not know the meaning of or you know even if a speaker has said something that that may be a little uh, too difficult to comprehend i've tried to use a substitute which is simpler so that even like in terms of people who are coming from smaller towns and cities who are watching the speakers on josh and want to take a part of them home there isn't any kind of change um, there um and it appeals to everyone um and in terms of me as a person like i have been a big fan of um, you know like i don't know if you guys know of the read those digest magazine but that uh, is something sorry, that i grew up with like I'm reading so, stories sorry, from the readers yeah so okay, i'm sorry uh, your voice lagged in the middle so i think it just went uh, i don't know if you guys are and then your audio and video pause oh sorry uh, yeah disappeared that is something Yeah, something I don't know if you're familiar with Reader's Digest, like the magazine that used to come. I mean, it still does. Yeah. But uh, basically, like uh, I was a big buff, um, and you know, um, it's strange because a lot of the books that I picked up early on were the books that my mom used to read, um, and she used to love reading the Reader's Digest, and she used to love reading the Chicken Soup series. Ah, right. Uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, right? So I don't know what it is, but. A- a lot of like my first kind of uh, you know impression of third person storytelling or you know compilation comes from these books and these magazines um right. and they've always been presented in a very very simple form there is a structure that's there and i think maybe subconsciously that's there right um even in the way that i write today because that's kind of like the first touch point that i have had with compilations or you know um like stories put together um and and i think like even when i kind of look back and when i reread it um i felt like that i felt like i was the same person who was sitting maybe in class 6 or 7 um and reading these books okay. sometimes hiding away from my mom because she didn't want me to read all the kind of content that there was and um a similar structure has been put in putting these stories out as well okay okay so supya uh, i mean it's great to know like and i think most people like around our age bracket like have had the opportunity and like i think it's great that all of us grew up on readers digest like i think everyone's had that had their their own brush with it and but you're one of the yeah. first few people to have mentioned uh, chicken soup uh, for the soul on <laughs> the podcast because i remember i had uh, when i was about 12 okay uh, my one of my uncles gifted me a book of, like chicken soup for the teenage soul and i remember waiting like so i was morally conflicted about whether i should read it or not because i'm 12 and not a teenager so i like <laughs> i literally waited yeah. or held on to the book till my 13th birthday to uh, read for it but so this actually brings me to a very i mean it's sort of a cliched question but i try and not to ask it in that sense because obviously i'm not going to ask you about your favorite book because it's i think sacrilegious to ask a reader for their favorite book yeah. or their mm-hmm. top five book but then i would much rather know about 
what books impacted you and changed you as a person you know like things that something that you read and it actually altered the way you are going about life or the way you're thinking about life or just changed your approach about things you know like those what were these yeah. hitting books for you if there were any yeah so i think you know at every age group um, there have been certain books that have kind of changed my thought process or or who i was as a person what i was fascinated by and enamored by etc right like starting off with roald dahl maybe because i was completely immersed in that as as a young person and right. then obviously going through the entire aspect of even say the maldita series that i remember class 5 right. and 6 and i remember being uh, crazy about it and then to harry potter and then my journey from moving from you know fiction to non fiction and now only reading non fiction so yeah. um, i think there have been too many but maybe in the last 2 to 3 years or maybe in the last 4 years especially because you know like uh, i decided to take up entrepreneurship uh, there are, there are one or two books that really shook me to the core like one of them is called the hard thing about hard things um and i think that just completely changed me um as a person and uh, you know the thing with non fiction now and why i kind of like just tend to uh, lean towards non fiction is because it's almost like you're living the life of the author or the writer and most of these people are, like the books that i'm reading are successful business owners um and just a reflection of who we can be right told through their story uh, is something that really really fascinates me so it's almost like i'm in a stage where now each book has a very very different kind of an impact and i'm just trying to kind of like keep my identity <laughs> intact in the middle and not get swayed too much by what the 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 authors right. have said uh, right. but yeah i think the hard thing about hard things was like it's still continues to remain one book that i keep going back to right right the hard thing about hard things that's that's an interesting thing for because the thing is the thing about hard hitting books is i think most people need those kind of books in their lives i mean you need all sorts of books in your life but that's why i asked this question to people who come on the podcast because it helps readers kind of better select better books to read but again a very interesting thing that you pointed out that it's completely shifted to non fiction and missing most people try to like just have a mix of the two why is it that you have excluded fiction or is it just like a subconscious choice that right now you just want to read non fiction and then maybe sometimes yeah i think yeah i think it's also uh, like i said right like the journey and the time that you are in life depends and kind of like also makes you want to read uh, different things and and all of that i think when i uh, just started reading non fiction maybe uh, you know about 5 years back uh, when i kind of was maybe doing close to two or three books a month um and and i'm just in it now so i'm also trying to pull pull myself back up um and start reading um, you know diverse categories as well but i think it's just a phase um i think it's a phase where i'm trying to learn more about people and what they are doing and how they are living their life or how are they implementing their learnings in their work and that's why this tilt um and liking towards all of that but i am looking forward to maybe in a year or two moving back uh, to fiction as well Yeah, you should. I mean, like, I mean, I'm glad to hear that it's a phase because personally, like, I I have always felt it. Um, so like, I I found this sometimes to be a thing among people that they dismiss fiction as something that isn't adding anything to their lives. Like, oh, you're reading a story, but uh, like, I I very strongly disagree with that opinion. That because fiction in itself is enhances a lot of uh, value in a person's life, right? And it adds a lot more to their 
uh, but um, so Supya, now that we've spoken about the book and everything, what's what's next for you? What's happening? Like what you just uh, told us, you've shifted to a new city. Uh, what is Josh like? Where's Josh heading now? Can you tell us a bit more about? Yeah. That? Yeah, so, um, you know, so we started Josh when we were in college and we've grown it to be this content platform that speaks to people in eight different languages and inspires them to do something big with their lives. Um, and we're continuing to grow that as Josh talks. But recently, um, you know, one year ago, we started our own e-learning application called Josh Skills. The goal of which is that once you've seen a speaker and you know the kind of career that you want to go through, there should be a way that somebody can handhold you into teaching you the skills that are required for that career right. and actually complete the loop of you getting a job via that. Um, and that's where our focus is. We started with teaching spoken English, which again remains the biggest problem faced by our demographic. Um, and yeah, and Bangalore being a city where, uh, you know, it's it's all also kind of a shift because we're moving more from like content or media to actually education and technology as well so uh, so yeah hence the shift to a new city to try and hire a different team here set up uh, skills and yeah right. um, that, that sounds wonderful and i'm really like i really hope that this goes big but uh, as you mentioned but coming back towards the end and closing this interview uh you mentioned that you were thinking of writing a few more books so like are there any more books down in the pipeline what what are they revolving around what are would we yeah. see more, more content from like written stuff by you or would you just still be editing but so it's <laughs> so hopefully i will move into a stage where i do get to writing but um, i think right now uh, i mean like you know we have 3000 speakers and choosing 30 of them doesn't do justice to the others so we are looking at um, you know coming up with more volumes which are similar maybe we'll uh, right. drive them thematically and cover um, speakers from a particular background or a particular career instead of kind of having a diversified lot across the book. Um, the second thing is that, you know, what's super interesting and what we've come across like in our journey is the stories of our users. Um, and, and I think that's something that I personally want to take time out and maybe that's something that I'm going to write about. But uh, a lot is misunderstood about people who we refer to as Bharat or people who are living in tier three, tier four town who don't speak in English and don't kind of have the privilege that we do. Um, right. And after having like worked with them for six years and, you know, them being viewers and then them being people who are learning English with us, there's just so much more to Bharat than we know. Um, right. And and that's something that I'm really, you know, kind of passionate about and I want to write about eventually. Um, and yeah. Oh, and that, that's, that's such a fascinating area that you've picked up because I think, as you mentioned, right, like I think most of us come from tier one, tier two cities with a certain level of privilege built into it. Every one of us has a different kind of privilege, but there is that certain common denominator of privilege there. Right? And uh, understanding this, uh, what our country actually conspires, like, you know, consists of, like, if you look at it, like urban areas probably make up just like barely 5 to 10% of our population. Like Absolutely. The rest are like rural yeah. areas. So like getting those stories out is like far more important and it's just far more interesting. And actually after a point of time, important from a societal point of view, just in terms of bringing us together as one cohesive element. So it's great to know that you are working on this. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of this interview. Thank you so much, Supriya, for joining us. This was lovely. Uh, uh, and the book in itself is a very inspirational product. I think, I mean, apart from your talks, I think, I mean, I think this is a book that should be on every bedside, I think. 
so that's that's the best compliment thank i can probably pass on to you right now no thank you so much this has been a lot of fun and yeah, yeah. okay thank you bye 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 uh, thank you thank you for listening if you enjoyed that podcast please subscribe to the podcast and if you're watching on youtube please subscribe to our channel like this video share subscribe and spread the word among all your friends and all fellow bibliophiles who you think might enjoy such further conversation with authors or poets about their thoughts and their writing process also check us out on instagram at the rate kitabi karwan where we post about books our experiences reading them talking to authors having live sessions and a lot more stuff which any bibliophile would enjoy thank you so much for listening Thank you.